I'm back, back in the New York groove on the Infuse Show. It's day two of CWCB Expo here at the Javits Center in Manhattan. Um, every time we do one of these uh, conference shows, I love when I get to talk to who I refer to as problem solvers in the cannabis space. And I'm joined by problem solvers. And I want to use a phrase from your website when you say that the application process is broken, so we fixed it. So I want to introduce our audience to we. I'm joined by Jordan and Melody of Cognitive Harmony Technologies. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having us. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. How was your experience uh, at day one of this show so far? I mean, I had a great time. It was great. People are excited to hear that there's someone out there to help them, and, and that's what we're here for. Absolutely. We love new states. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and I love the fact that, you know, this is a very communal experience being part of this industry, right? We have a good friend we interviewed from C1D1 Labs in Berkeley, Alex Barsky, and Alex, at the end of the show, I asked him, if you had one piece of advice to give people that are entering into this space, and Alex is a, is a lifer, he's been in it for years, he said, get your paperwork in order. He said that was the one thing, and he articulated on it, and he went on and on and on, and he said, I've seen people's careers, uh, inventions, technology, absolutely and utterly ruined because their paperwork wasn't in order. So you guys help make sure that that doesn't happen. So could you give me the origin story of how your company came about? So it began in Illinois. Uh Um, Our business partners, Charles and Walter, uh, were going to do a cannabis application. They are physicists. They're extremely smart. They know what they're doing, and they thought it was complicated. Yeah. So they got themselves through the application process and uh, decided to develop a software that could help them automate the process and make it less complicated. Yeah, but Jordan came on to help him through that process, I think. Well, I was the consultant, so I was the one they were paying a bunch of money to um, help them get the the application done. And they're like, we can make this way better for us. Wow, now is that a bit like changing teams, Jordan? I did. (laughs) I did. You really did. I went to the other side. You went from the Red Sox (laughs) to the Yankees. Oh, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I mean, that is like turning it over because I'm I'm thinking to myself, we could talk about time. All right, mm-hmm. the, the, the application process is, what do, you, what do you think it takes the average person, months to complete? Absolutely, it takes months. And then when you, when you add money to that, if you're working with a consultant, I don't know, we're talking 50 grand? Oh, at least. At least. At least, for the most simple licensing. For the most simple licensing. Mm-hmm. So we've we got to consider time, we've got to consider money. And then the other thing I think that I've talked to so many people about in this particular industry is, we have to work with someone that we can actually trust. And you guys have kind of just reinvented the wheel, so to speak. Tell us exactly what this this does for the average person. Well, look, we have a mission in our company to create, uh, to, to create $2 billion worth of wealth for underrepresented communities oh, in, through cannabis business ownership. Because uh-huh. we don't want the cannabis industry to look like big tobacco. We Absolutely. don't want the cannabis industry to look like big pharma. We want the cannabis industry to look like cannabis. And one of the, the, the biggest problems is that the barrier to entry is just too high. Absolutely. So Walter and Charles got together. They've got these great uh, scientific minds. They're like, well, we can automate this. And that actually is the missing piece between social equity programs and social equity laws that are being passed and actual cannabis business ownership that is more equitable. Because just because you make laws that say, well, you have to have someone on your app doesn't necessarily mean that 
that um, entrepreneurs and small business people can get through this process Absolutely. or that ha they have access to capital to do it when it's so expensive. So what we've done is just take that barrier to entry and kind of obliterate it. So we have programs in order to, to um, I mean, you can get from, from $30,000 through our, um, our accelerator, but working with some of our partners, we can get that cost down to $0 for, for particular applicants. That is outstanding. Cheers on that. I mean, because that is the, one of the things that we need desperately in this industry. And you're helping fix that as well. Not only the application process, but a healthy and beautiful social equity prob uh, program. Cheers to you for that. Yeah, I think it's a marriage that needed to happen. And it needs to happen. And the other companies in the space need to kind of step up. People who have been, who are already making a lot of money, already established. Uh, they need to step up and to invest back into the community. And that's what we're here to do, is we're here to create um, a place where we can bring everyone together. We can create win-win-win situations where we can go out there um, and through our impact investing program, source some funding, source, um, find the applicants that need it, and create a beautiful marriage where we can make cannabis look like cannabis. That's amazing. And that, that's going to be a great day when that actually happens. And it's, it's going to help some of the people that we work with, uh, smaller, you know, uh, cultivators, tier one cultivators, kind of keep the, the uh, level playing field. Uh, There's two things in this, this industry that we really just don't like are the legends of the industry, legacy growers included, are getting left behind, and, and certainly uh, a lack of social equity. So you're really doing a lot to help right the wrongs and, and redress things in our industry. Um, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Uh, in particular, you make sure that people do a very thorough job on that application process. I was on the website, I was checking out that you have a checklist, making sure everybody does a thorough job, but you also are able to guide people through regulations and compliance, um, which I always talk to, to growers that are gonna work with us and say, who works compliance for you? Because it should be somebody's full-time gig, or at least full-time responsibility. Uh, so you've taken care of that as well. I'm, I'm loving what you do, and I'm loving the website. Um, you can create your application with confidence using your CHT Accelerator program. How do people find you and get in touch with you? Uh, you can find us on our website, cognitiveharmony.tech. <laughs> <laughs> said it so many times. Yeah. Um, Cognitive Harmony Tech. Uh, we also have Instagram, Cognitive Harmony Technologies. Uh, but if you sign up, uh, you can access the, the platform actually right now. Uh -huh. um, there's one free checklist. You can experience what that's going to look like for you. Um, and it will sign you up for emails. So if you're in a new state, uh, you'll start getting notifications if we plan on being in that state and how that how that process plays out. Okay, so we can get on there, we can do the free trial, and, and speaking of that, I wanted to get in touch here for, for some of our listeners in the area. Plans to come to New York? We will be in New York. Absolutely, so we'll have Illinois, New Jersey, and you're gonna be in New York yes. to help some of the people at this show that are gonna go through the application process. CHT is an amazing, amazing company. Jordan, Melody, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. It was a great time. We'll see you next time, all right? Great. All right. Thanks. See, see ya. ya. Hey, hey, I got nothing to do today but smile. I'm the only living boy in New York. No, I'm not. You go to shows like this to find people. And I'm talking to an expert in finding people today at day two of the CWCB Expo here in Manhattan. I have a guest who's been kind enough to give us some time. Sitting with me is Mike Hewitt from Greenhouse HR. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. This is a pleasure. I love it. It's an absolute pleasure. I love talking with people. I love meeting people at shows like this. And it really, it, 
we suffered for about two years where we couldn't do get-togethers like this. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So how's your experience uh, so far of this particular show? This particular show is great. I think uh, being the second day, we've met a lot of people, made a lot of great leads. Uh, piggybacking on what you said, um, yeah, we had two really tough years, and this company was literally born within that COVID darkness that we were in for two oh, years. So yeah. you're able to create something beautiful from literally, the darkness, huh? I think this is one of the best things, at least on my end, that came out of COVID. Well, look, greenhouse HR. So. I, I think it is too, because Mike and I were talking a little bit beforehand, you know, big, big secret revealed there, but he was telling me about the company, and I, I, I always hear the people we work with, whether they're cultivators, whether they're retailers, it's tough to find, not just people, but finding the right people. Correct. Trusting the right people to bring into this business. Um, so tell us what Greenhouse HR does, Mike. So Greenhouse HR uh, really came out of the thought of, of taking away the uh, staffing pain point for our clients. Okay. Right? Uh, it's really about taking you know the identifying the people, right, the recruiting part, right, all the way down to the background check, the post-hire training, right? We're talking about cannabis and the lack of people, especially lack of people with cannabis experience, which seems to be such a hip, you know, yeah. oh, heavy yeah. point here. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna, where are we gonna find these people, right? And once we do, how are they gonna be integrated into cannabis? Post-hire training, a big part of that, right? Yeah. Integrating people from hospitality, retail, other sectors into the green space. Excellent. It's really important that you get people that work in a cannabis business that understand. Well, you have to you have to do a lot of education, do you not? Yes. As far as the plant and the culture, so you you do all that. Yeah, that's that's really part of the the big picture, right? From finding someone all the way for them to hit that retail floor or manufacturing or cultivation. What what are the steps to get them there, right? Yeah. So part of it is identifying the right people, like you said, mm -hmm. vetting them correctly, making sure they are who they say they are, sure, making sure it's a cultural fit, skill set, as well that fit, and then uh, background checks. Again, that's yeah. another layer Huge. of help. Yeah. Um, then we have the HR consulting side. Then we have the post hire training, all integrated into one platform, a tech platform. We have an ATS system that's going to help clients get through that whole process. That's outstanding. So. Um, we feel it's it's obviously compelling, right? It's not just, you know, six or seven different services with different contracts, different point people. It's all into one little bundle. Yeah. We always hear about, you know, turnover rate in this industry being poor as a result of finding the wrong people. I love that your tagline is, let us take care of the people. Yeah. Let we, us take care of them. We are the people people, right? So uh, we've gotten to a point where we can pretty much find anyone. If we don't know them, we'll probably know someone that knows them. Yeah. And that's how we're going to do it, right? It's, it's really our network strength that's going to get us to the right people. Right. Uh, but, hey, we're in the hu it's a human uh, element as well, right? Sometimes they don't work out. Sure. And then that's our integrity on the line as well. We need to be there and make sure that the client gets what they do need uh, if it's a second time around right that is a reality of the business there True. is turnover yeah right uh, we, we need to understand why that happened so we can learn from that and hopefully get it right the second time yeah right whether it's the client's fault the candidate's fault there's a lot of variables yeah and, and you know I think Mike has a, a special arrow in his quiver though coming from the field of hospitality yeah. because there is a relative aspect uh, yeah. is there not yeah I mean uh, some people could call it the wild wild west right <laughs> hospitality right definitely a lot of characters in this uh, oh, yeah. industry right so um, cannabis, I think, has a lot of the similar skill sets that would apply uh, as far as guest-facing, product-driven, inventory control, walking through someone through an experience, right? A lot of that is 
you know, translates right over from hospitality to cannabis. That's where we feel our network strength can really come into play, yeah. along with the players involved at Greenhouse HR with decades of experience in each vertical that we do. Right. I think that's another selling point um, that we're, yeah, we're, we're ready for this green wave. You know? yeah, yeah, and coming from an industry where you're focused on treating someone as a guest, that's the thing I think that yeah. really do does fit in this space. It is, I mean, and I did some research. Again, this all came through COVID when the hospitality industry pretty much died on us, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And we yeah. had hundreds and hundreds of people looking for jobs, asking for leads, et cetera. That's really where the light bulb came, right? And said, okay, well, cannabis, right? That's an emerging industry blowing up. They need staff. We have idle staff looking for jobs. Let's make that connection. And within a month or so, we had you know a couple clients. We made our first couple placements. And that's when that proof of concept clicked. Okay. And then yeah. how do we make this into a bigger, more robust engine, right? And I think having that tech side to it, I think really helped. Yeah. Uh, so now we have this suite of services that a client can just one click, they log on, they have everything in front of them. That is so cool. It's a really easy company to root for, for somebody like me, because you did something really good with the right mindset and bringing something really, really strong and much needed to our space. I appreciate uh, you, you have a hell of a story. I, I love it. And part of that story, if I'm right, um, you, you just launched at this particular uh, moment. Correct, correct. This is our coming out party. Are we your yeah. first interview, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Happy, there it is. Happy Pride Month, there everybody. There it is. We scored one. Woo. <laughs> uh, yeah, literally launched yesterday. Uh, obviously, a lot of time and years in the works in the background, but sure. finally, we are ready. We wanted to make sure that all the modules were ready, that we had the right team in place. Uh, everything that, so that we can take care of our clients, right? We expect yeah. to be busy, and we want to make sure that we uh, we deliver. So important questions as far as those clients go. Where are you working? Everywhere. 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 So We're New York based, of course. That's our, our core, okay. right? And we know that there's going to be a lot of action on the East Coast, especially New York, New Jersey, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but everywhere, right? Right now, the labor market is hot, right, as we know. And it's going to be on both coasts, and we need to be where the action is. All right. And how do people find you? GreenhouseHR.com. That's a good way. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, GreenhouseHR. You can email at info at GreenhouseHR.com and come straight to me. I love talking with people I consider to be problem solvers in the cannabis space. I love people that, that are doing what I call the big work and, and helping a lot of people. Mike Hewitt has been my guest, Greenhouse HR. Mike, thank you so much for your time thank today. Thank you for having me. All right, I'll see you next time, all right? See ya. All right. It's day two of the CWCB Expo here in the city that never sleeps. Looking around, I think it's easy to see that not everybody got their sleep last night. I'm looking at my producer right now, and I'm wondering <laughs> if that's the case. Um, look, this is a place to be. A lot of great minds in the cannabis space are here, and I'm sitting next to one of them. Uh, Matthew Khalili of uh, the Plan Writers has been kind enough to give me some of his time. Matthew, thank you so much for being on Infused with me. It's a pleasure, Nick. It's, it's a great show so far. Give me your, your uh, uh, first day's worth of observations. It's just so exciting. You know, what I, what I love about this and working in a new state with new energy, it just brings so many different people together. Yeah. Right? Like, the diversity here is beautiful. Absolutely. The, the spirit is just incredible. Like, a lot of hungry people that, you know, can see that they can, this could change their lives and it's something they're passionate about and... It's just like once in a lifetime opportunity, and what I what I what I love is because I just always track like new states and get involved. Yeah. And 
it's just I get to experience this over and over again. Right. So um, so fortunate. It's yeah, we're both very fortunate to be here in this moment because it, it's exciting. It's never going to happen again, uh, and the potential uh, of this area and this market is just the the excitement is palpable, and you can feel it when you walk on the trade floor here. So on the trade floor of the expo, um, there are neighbors here, the plan writers. And Matthew, tell us about what you do in the cannabis space with the plan writers. Absolutely. So we have a service, and what we do is we prepare their business plans for success. Uh, our clients can hire us for all sorts of purposes. Generally, the early stage startups, they dedicated to getting their business off the ground. And what we'll do is we'll put a plan together that does full ownership, takes full ownership of what they want to do. What that means is we reverse engineer their goals. They want to raise money and start a cannabis business. How do we do that? How much money do you need? How do you get there? What type of marketing plans you need? What type of budgets you need to execute? We help them figure all that out and really portray their founder story so they can get financing and lobby for their local authorities and state applications. So a lot of people that, that walk the floor of this show and that come up to booths like yours, we, we, there are a lot of great minds that come in here with great ideas and they want to contribute, they want to be part of this. Um, when working with startups, I find that fascinating because so many people are ready to enter this space. What has your experience been uh, working with people that, that have a good idea, that are ready to bring it to the space, but could you give me like a, a great success story of yours, the client you worked with, or a great story? Absolutely. So I could just say ideas are generally worthless. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, It's the people behind those ideas that are everything. It's 99%. Uh, one of the most exciting things I've done recently is I, I had a client come to my booth and we worked on a project with him in Illinois. He was literally homeless. And then when he hired me, he barely got off the streets, worked a government job, and you know, he was a real entrepreneur. Really? But coming from no means. Put, you know, I, I did him a favor, he put ten thousand dollars on a credit card with me. I told him, Are you sure you want to do this? This is a really big risk. Yeah. And he hustled like no man I've ever seen, right? He just wanted to open a humble craft cultivation in Illinois. He knew his town. He was able to convince a landlord to let him put his pro like project in escrow and apply for a license. He hired me. We busted our ass to tell like his story. Um, and he won. He got a license. He leveraged that. 510x he put together teams and you know he's incredibly successful right now and now he's like doing this in different states and you know just when i met him he was barely sheltered wow right and before that he was homeless and that guy put ten thousand dollars on a credit card and he had the courage to do it so i look at him and i kind of compare him to just people working their nine to fives and afraid to invest in themselves to spend a little bit of money and i'm like Look, you're either an entrepreneur or you're not, man. This man comes from no means, just, you know, a minority. He just did it, yeah. you know? Like, I don't care about that yet. I care about the human factor. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that, well that's the story we love to hear, Matthew. But that's got to make you, you had to sleep soundly at night uh, thinking back on this gentleman. What a story. Yeah. I mean, you know? that, and that's what our industry needs. Absolutely. Wasn't a sophisticated guy either. He just... In business, don't need an MBA. I don't even want you to have an education. I want you to hustle. 
and I want you to listen to smart people and be humble. Give him the means, build him a plan, and watch the guy hustle to success. Now operating in multiple states. That's just fantastic. A lot of people that are, are, are looking to enter New York come up to our booth, come up to your booth, I'm sure, say, well, I have an idea about a dispensary. I have an idea about a grow. Or this is my team. This is what we do. Um, are you giving out a lot of sage advice at this one, do's and don'ts, for, for people that are ready to come into the space? So the best advice I like to give people is... When you want advice, ask people for money. Yeah. When you want money, ask people for advice. That's a lovely way, roundabout. So, so uh, really kind of the theme to that is, right, like people who are hungry to learn will succeed. Sure. People that just want to go jump straight to success without wanting to learn, you know, it's, it's a longer, more difficult path. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a process, right? And I think everybody, right. we're a culture that really wants, give me the answer right now, and, and not really in a critical thought to get to that answer. So when there's a process involved, yeah, it turns some people off, and they don't go through the entire process. Um, if people are looking for a lifeline and looking to hire you, Matthew, and get in touch with you for your expertise, how do they do that? Sure. Go on my website, www.planwriters.net. Give us a call. We'll give you a free consult. And bottom line, we're here to help you, right? Tell us what your goals are. And you know, if you're trying to raise your first round of money to execute your vision, I'll tell you what it takes. I'll be dead honest with you. Um, you know, Really, the biggest blessing you could ever give me is to succeed. I love helping entrepreneurs succeed. Listen, Matthew Kalili from The Plan Writers has been our guest, and it's a great story. It's a great uh, vision that you have, and you're giving people opportunity. It seems like you're really into investing in people, and I, I really admire that. Thank you. All right. He's been our guest. You can visit the website, um, and you're going to want to. Matthew Kalili of The Plan Writers on The Infuse Show. Matthew, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having us, Nick. We appreciate it. Hot town, summer in the city, New York City, Cannabis Expo, CWCBE, day two. We are here in the Javits Center, and I'm sitting down with somebody that I am, I'm so excited to talk to, and I'm, I'm very honored to talk to, Jeremy Rivera of Kush Cultures, my guest. Jeremy, thanks you for today? your time today, man. Oh, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you being here. Uh, is it your first time at one of these shows? Yes, it is. Uh, it's my first time. Uh, my partner was here yesterday. I worked yesterday. Obviously, you know, had to pay the bills, but I came here today. I took the day off to make sure that I'm here able to see everything that's going on, and now the pleasure to speak to you. Good man. Oh, thank you. Look, uh, what's your experience so far? I think show? it's amazing. I think we're getting off to a great step. I think uh, we're moving in the right direction for New York State. Once we get our dispensary licenses, uh, we've already awarded some growers with their licensing. So step by step, we'll keep on moving forward. Step by step, little building blocks. And of course, that's the most important thing about events like this. Here are the building blocks of the community, making connections, going with that. Now, as far as this particular event is concerned. I'm always, I always have a couple of concerns in this industry as it expands. And one of the big concerns with me, uh, we talked a little bit in pre-show about, I don't want to see this become like the Philip Morris cannabis industry, the Budweiser cannabis yeah. industry, and the big guys only having, uh, you know, play. Uh, and I also want to right the wrongs of the past and make sure we don't leave the legacy people behind. So big I'm thing. honored if you would share your story of how you got into the game. Absolutely. Well, uh, I was just released from New York State Prison four years ago. Um, since then, I've been working in construction. I've moved my way up. Um, I've applied for various New York State and national safety licenses, which a lot of the times I got uh, 
denied for. I appealed in one. I'm currently an OSHA instructor, and I own a not-for-profit assisting people in my community. I'm from South Jamaica, Queens, a highly impoverished neighborhood. I assist guys getting their construction certifications and then gain lawful employment. So my idea for the cannabis industry is the same thing. We cannot forget about the people that were adversely affected by these policies. Yeah. Uh, the stop and frisk and the, hey, I smell pot, let me rip you out of your car. Ugh. And the families that were destroyed in the process. Absolutely. So with all this that's going to be generated, all the revenue, we need to be able to give back to the communities, especially now that we are such in a violent state in New York City. Yeah. We're getting kids that are carrying guns and killing other kids on a daily basis. Maybe if they put down the guns and pick up the pruners or pick up some more knowledge in the cannabis industry and open their mind get them up to some farms to learn some things yeah maybe we can stop the violence one step at a time oh no doubt and even just somebody having a having a job having that part of an identity it gives you pride it, it, it improves your self-worth exactly you give people a purpose to live yeah you can't expect them to do things when you're not giving them an opportunity to grow and I see the cannabis industry in New York State, especially in New York City, in these impoverished neighborhoods, a great opportunity to teach kids something else. Yeah. You know, so that's what I'm hoping for as a legacy applicant and a social equity uh, applicant. I'm hoping that my voice is heard and I'm able to open a dispensary in my neighborhood and give back to the community. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, we, our culture, and uh, I'm glad you brought it up, we're going through a very violent period in this yes, region. We are. Um, and when people lose their way, Culturally, we're not really good at giving them a way back. That's the thing. We really aren't. Like, oh, we'll cancel you, but, but give them a pathway back. You're doing that. I'm trying. I'm trying, and I am hope that I get some motivation and some, um, some, some growth behind me to assist me in it, too. I can't do it by myself. I need everybody to understand the problem we have and look at this as a solution and give us some help. Absolutely. Now, what, when people contact Kush Culture, what can you do for them? Uh, basically, right now, Kush Culture is in the process since the licenses haven't been awarded yet. We're still in the process of the application, so I haven't gotten a license. Uh -huh. If I am deemed uh, to receive a license, the first thing I would like to do is start hiring from either probation or parole or hiring from boys and girls clubs in the inner cities and, uh, and giving people a job. Outstanding. I, I can't tell you how much respect I have for you, Jeremy, and what you're doing for your community. It's like you came out of a, of a dark period for you you ready to prop your community up? We have to. I took so much. I was a longtime gang member. Uh, I was a legacy participant in the streets. I took a lot, of, a lot away from my neighborhoods. And in my last prison stint, I had an awakening. I was at a very low point in my life. And sitting in solitary confinement, I thought to myself, what am I still doing here? And when I came home, I made a conscious decision to change the things that I was doing before, people, places, and things, and start doing new things. Um, and more productive things. Eagles don't fly with pigeons and pigeons don't fly with ducks. So if I want to be somebody that's going to give back, I need to be around people who are willing to give back also and understand my mission and join me in that. If people want to be part of this mission and people want uh, your, your, your help, how do they contact you, Jeremy? So we have an Instagram, Turt Brothers. Uh, also, I have a Kush Culture website that we can give them. All right. So we have TerpBrothers.NYC uh, on yes, Instagram. Sir. All right. And we can reach out uh, via email, KushCultureNYC at gmail.com. I, I really can't uh, stress this enough, Jeremy. You're doing incredible work uh, that's much needed in this industry and much needed in the, in the community at large. I really appreciate your time in this avenue to, to hear me. I, 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 look, it's been a blessing having you here. So, you so I hope much. to do it again, all right? Absolutely. Anytime. I'm always available. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, bro.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like, their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.